0: Good morning, everybody. Shabbos daf kufnun. Hey, kri chazaris daf kufnun dal. The Gemara and daf kufnun dal. and saw brought down my different shitas. What is the Allah of a person? Is every day from mechamer and Shabbos is he chayev skila? Is he chayev bishegi a carbon? Is he chayev malchus? We saw different shitas in, in the Gemara. and the Gemara on the days brought down that a person has items which is afraid if they fall off a donkey, they're going to break. Halach is laid up blankets and pillows under to catch it. And the Gemara addressed the problem of matzakim eicharini. That was something the Gemara on the bottom addressed. The Shiloh did the rabbanon when the rabbanon said a person dal used an animal on Shabbos. Did they also answer using this? sides of the animal only using the top of the animal. That's what we left off yesterday. But this today we're going to see that that's possibly a machik of thanayim. Then by the shim we're going to see the allaha <laughs> about what you're allowed to do for animal food on Shabbos. Are you allowed to crush it up? Are you allowed to untie it? We're going to see that by the shem on the Amalf and the Gemara on the base we're going to talk about different methods of force feeding animals on Shabbos. So let's see the Helgi Gemara. In the bottom of Naf, Kufnun dalenbez. it says, the Gomar. So we, pick, we were picking up before we had a discussion whether the Cham, the cham Asrd using the sides of an animal or the sides of a tree on Shabbos. Now the Gemara is going to try to suggest this is We've four lines up from the bottom. It says, the I'm sorry, five lines up from the bottom, Kufnun it says, t- let's say that this is a Machlake Sanaim, whether person is allowed to use the side of a tree or the side of an animal on Shabbos, because the Mishnah says, the Mishnah, the Mishnah, we quoted before, said, that if you have a stick which is made from two of the walls are man-made and one of the walls are made with are is a tree. The halach is you're not allowed to go up in an anyamtiv. Rishim and Lazar. I mean, says I don't like that, but you're allowed to go up anyamtiv. So let's say this is machleigis. The Let's say the machleigis between Rishim and Lazar and the Tanakama is whether you're allowed to is whether the chamaas are using the sides of the tree or not. And that's machleigis. So you're allowed to go up to a like this on anyamtiv. It says Mar by Everybody agrees that using the side of the tree are prohibited. If you use something which is connected to the side of the tree, what is Allah in that case? In that mission in Zekah was... The case was you didn't directly use the side of the tree. You leaned something against something which is leaning against the tree. So that's sidetzadim. it's using the sides which are leaning against something which is leaning against the tree. And that was the, so no. the It's says no. Whoever holds it, it's also well use the side of the tree. Holds the also using something leaning against a peg against the tree. And whoever held that the chum using the side of the tree also mattered using the something which is leaning against the side of the tree. It says where the Rabba asks is that true that the. Them are hold to the hum, ascer using the sides, also ascer, something which is leaning against the side. Not y- yasabila, and let's say a person has a peg which is in it in attached to a tree. The Talibay Ka colony, he hung a basket from from this peg. It's above tenth fachum. In Arab Shimmer went to learn more <Hebrew> a lot about this image, Ariv and Ms. The The of and Arif Tchuman. Basically, a person wants to extend his wash on Shabbos, Allah's you could put a piece of bread, you can put a food item there before Shabbos. And Allah's you can extend this home to the thousand Ahmads. However, it has to be that it has to be accessible to the person on Shabbos during Banish Mash. So if it is above tenth and he's in Rush and Rush Rabim. So since it's inaccessible, since the basket therefore, it's not a good Arab. However, However, if you have this basket which is connected to this this peg which is connected to the tree and it's below 10 then says the Gemara, a river Arab, and the Arab is a good Arab. Now, says the Gemara, because again, since it's in Rosh Hashanah and he's in the Rosh Hashanah, you can take it from the basket, and therefore, it's a good Arab. Now, asks the Gemara, it sounds like the, the reason why it was permitted was because the basket was attached to a peg which is attached to the tree. It sounds like if the basket was directly attached to the tree, it would be prohibited. So it sounds like this Tana would hold that if you put it directly against the tree, it would be prohibited. But now that it's connected to a peg which is connected to the tree, which is seated, it's permitted. So ask, is it true? Ravah made, Rava made a blanket statement that the Mandamah holds hold that. It's prohibited to use the side of the tree. Also hold that it's prohibited to use something which is connected to the sides of the tree. Asked the Gemara, is that true? But the Chayi, the holds on like that. And the Gemara, Omer Papa, <laughs> 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 Says our know, over here we're talking about a case where if the 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 basket was very narrow, and therefore even when it's attached to a peg, you're actually moving the tree itself because since it's a very narrow basket and it's very close to the tree, therefore when you take something from the basket itself, you're also moving the tree itself, and therefore we're not talking about tzidat We're talking about sudan. So therefore we have no raya to whether this mandamur holds that tzidat is mutter, even though sudan is aser. Therefore we just this just held that they are allowed for a person to use the sides of the tree. However, we have no proof that there is a man that holds that a person is not allowed to use the sides of the tree but allowed to use something which is leaning against the side of the tree. Says, <laughs> says, <laughs> says, <laughs> says the Gemara says the Gemara, Sadun Ha'asurin, Tzidat Tzadun Batran. The Lachal says the Chammam prohibited using the sides of the tree but the Chammam allowed you to use something which is leaning against something which is connected against the tree. And the Gemara is going to explain Ashi a person who's trying to use a ladder in Shabbos, he shouldn't lean it directly against the tree. Because that would be using the side of the tree. Rather, what you do, he should connect it to, let's say, a peg, put a, knock a peg into the tree and lean the ladder against that. And when he goes down, he shouldn't put his foot on the peg. And he should put it on one of the reeds, He should put it on the ladder itself, so that he's not putting his foot on the peg, which is the using the sides of the tree, because we, a Paskin, the conclusion is, we, Paskin, He directly use the side of the tree is prohibited, however, something which is connected to the side of the tree is permitted to use, says the halachic Mishnah. This mission is going to discuss what is the in regards to preparing animal food on Shabbos. Just one cook, dhamma. The Gemara is going to clarify. There's two categories in regards to making food for an animal on Shabbos. There's a concept called l'mitschach bo Chachinan. There's a concept of doing tircha, where an animal could eat the food, but you want to do something to improve the food. And then there's a concept called lashvuyah echlo to make food on Shabbos, where there is something which is, let's say, inedible or something which the animal normally doesn't e- doesn't eat, and you want to do something to it to allow the animal to eat it. So that's called lashvuyah echlo. So the Gemara, the mission is going to discuss different dinim and The Gemara is going to clarify each one of these dinim. Why one is mutter, one is us. It says scatter these types the Gemara is going to clarify for what each one of these things are. Avalei says Avalei says, Zirin, but you're not allowed to untie, you're not allowed to scatter these Zirin. The wise going to clarify what this is referring to. Ain raskin leis ha leis and you're not allowed to crush up the stubble and the caribs. you're not allowed to crush it up. sign in front of a big animal, sign in front of a small animal, Ruhudah Mati, and l-dakka. is permitted to crush it up the caribs in front of a smaller animal, says the Gemara. Huna. Hain, Hain, Pekin, Hain, and Keepin Says Ravuna, Pekin and Keepin are the same thing. The mission said that Pekin and Keepin says Ravuna are the same thing. What's the difference? Pekin, tray, Keepin cloth. The difference just is that Pekin is two, two items of grain, two straw together, and Keepin is three, and that's why they're, t- they're bundled together. And Zirin, what is the definition of Zirin? Zirin, the Arzi, Zirin is wood, it's cedar wood. V'alchekam. Right now, he explains the Mishnah. you're allowed to undo the bundles in front of the animal, and your you're allowed to. I'm sorry, and also you're allowed to scare them. V'huat din and also in regards to keeping, meaning when you have three, avaleis zirin, but you're not allowed to do any of these things to the cedarwood. wood. La lefatze, la lehatir, you're not allowed to undo it, you're not allowed to untie it. And you are not allowed to scatter. Now, says what's up shot? What's going on over here? Amr of Chizus. Now we're going to clarify. My time with Rav Huna. What does the pshat of Huna said? What's done in our Mishnah? Says He held that all of these items of four in the Mishnah that we listed off these, these, these bundles of straw. So the is the animal can really eat it when it's together. The animal can eat it really when it's not scattered. However, it's easier for the animal to eat it when it's untied. It's easier for the animal to eat. When it is scattered, so it says Khizda The Pshan of is that held that to do to be tarech on Shabbos to put in some effort to allow the animal to eat in an easier fashion is permitted. However, the shvuloch Mashvin, however, to create a food on Shabbos is prohibited, uh, and therefore a person is not allowed to untie or scatter these cedar work because since that's not normal food, therefore you're not allowed to make that into food on Shabbos. That is prohibited. Now, if you take like a Rashi, Rashi here says. The reason why it would be prohibited is because it's you're being ma'iled uchla You're you're some sort of iser of Neulah. It Sounds like an said, of The bare in Siman Shin Yod brings a very strong rite from ar Gemara and a few other places. connecting the shita of the Chayadam, that halacha is that there's no iser makapadish by uchla because he says you see in ar Gemara that there's a Is first of all if you're allowed to make the food or not on Shabbos, and even on the Rohlitzas. Rashi is telling us it's, it's an issue of nilad. Not an issue of makvah So the B'alacha concludes that there is no issue of makapatish by eichlin. and very important in is it's get to making soda on Shabbos, negate to making jelly, possibly get to sushi. Some of the B'alacha want to suggest also because of makvah Again, this is the sheet of the B'alacha, that there's no issue of makvah by eichlin. a very fascinating discussion in the Akhrenim. One of the primary remember is Aragomar. Says Aragomar, right? The Behuda says, "Hein ne'en pekin, hei ne'en that the Pekin and the zirin are mission are the same thing. Again, we're defining what these things in our mission are, and he explains pekiin trei zirin of Pekin is two things of straw, and zirin is three stalks of straw. in the arzi and what's keeping the definition of keeping is cedar And this is what the mission was saying. Matir pispusay lachas you're allowed to untie the Pekin You're allowed to untie when there are two of them, but you're not allowed to scare them. The keep pispusay fasts however there are three the you're allowed to scare them as well. the However, in regards to seedward you're not allowed to. Scare Get it, on tight. Now, Amar Rava, what, what's shot? Says Rava, my time with Yehuda. What is the pshat? Yehuda. It seems pretty arbitrary. Why some things are mitzvah, some things are aster? The is, you're allowed to create the food for the animal on Shabbos, so the animal can eat without you doing something. Lachos you're allowed to make the food. However, mitzvah you're not allowed to do extra terach to make it easier for the animal to eat. That is prohibited. And again, the Rishonim speak out of here. You take a look at the mirror, Take a look at Rashi. It seems that the itzer of to be terach for an animal for the food on Shabbos is that it's terach, extra terach for no reason. If the animal can eat without it, it's in problem of terach says, the to crush up. And the My that we're assuming the is like the just like the soft. So too, we're assuming that the carobs is soft. Alma because it sounds like you're not allowed to do anything to these carbs, even though they're because they're very soft. So you see that we're not for an achilah. We don't go out. We're going to to do extra tircha on Shabbos for the animal to make the food better. It's a, a disproved and to the no, I'll tell you the other way around The stubble is like the carrots Just like the carrots are hard So the stubble is hard And therefore, and therefore, since it's hard Therefore, like of the Ha'avuna said It's prohibited to do anything on Shabbos Because you're not allowed to make food on Shabbos for an animal So what's the case? We're talking about small animals And case of small animals It is too hard for them to eat it And therefore, again, you're not allowed to make the food on Shabbos to Rabuda right. right. said, it's permitted to cut up the to crush up the carob for the small animal. Not, not, and the Gemara is medayek. It sounds like only for small animal, not for a big animal. Says Gemara makes sense. That the Tanakh was saying that the Allah is a person is allowed to make food on Shabbos, but he's not allowed to be tarech to make food on Shabbos. So then Rabuda's come along and saying is that the charubin for the carob for a small animal is also making food on Shabbos. And therefore, should be, permiss- per- should be permitted. If you're going to tell me that the tanakama held that it's permitted for a person to be tarech to make for, for the animal on Shabbos, but prohibited to make food on Shabbos for an animal, says Gemara: BeHuda deMatir the If holds that it's permitted to crush up the carrot for the small animal, he's going to hold that it's permitted to crush it up for the big, big animal because if it's considered a terech for the small animal, it's considered a terech for the big animal. And if you hold that to- it's permitted to be tarech for an animal on Shabbos, so it should be permitted. So says the Gemara answers the. Gemara, no, me daka daka daca, mamish. Did you think that when we said daka in the Mishnah meant a small animal? My daka gasa, when it said daka in the Mishnah, it really meant a big animal. I so why I called it daka? my car like daca. The daca, we called it a daca because it shoots it very small. That's why we called it daca, that it's very medaic and it's eating, that it shoots it very well. Says Gamora, I'm going to come the gasa. the Tanakhama said, ben daka So it sounds like when wehuda said daca, he meant daka. Says the Gemara, kasha is it's interesting, normally we assume, we've spoken about this before, normally we assume when the Gmar says kasha, the Gmar has a territory, if you take a look at the ritzvah, the Ritva says that one of the reasons we don't him like this is because the Gmar does live well with the kasha. So it does sound like this is a pretty strong kasha, and therefore the ritzvah says we don't pasken that it would be permitted. It says the let's bring a rayah, whether it's permitted to make food for an animal. In you're allowed to cut up the gourds in front of the animal. In club, you're allowed to cut up the nevela carcass in front of a dog. Now says the nevela?" Let's make the yes, We're assuming that the gourds are comparable to the nivail Just like the carcass is soft so too the gourds are soft Says you see clearly that it's permitted for a person to be terayach for an animal to make it easier for an animal to eat on Shabbos. The a kashin Says i Am the Chavuudano, the No, maybe it's the other way around. That the carcass comparable to the gourds, Just like the gourds are very tough, af So the carcass is very tough, and therefore it's impossible for animal to eat without it. And that's why it's permitted to make the food in Shabbos. we're talking about? The meat of an elephant. It's very thick. It's very tough, and therefore you have to cut it up Or says the Gemara, says We're talking about smaller animals. Where for them it's very hard to eat it unless you cut it up. Says To try to bring another It's permitted to make food or on for allowed to crush up the grain in front of an animal. Says you see clearly. It's permitted to be terach for an animal on Shabbos, and says Gemara Tevin betivnasai. We're talking about where it was putrid grain, it was sour, it was spoiled grain, and therefore the only way for the animal to eat it is you crush it up. And therefore we're talking about a case of shuira or says Gemara spasta b'leizutri. We're talking about a spasta for a very small animal. That the animal couldn't eat without it, and therefore we're not talking about a case of being terrible, but We're talking about a case where you're creating the food on Shabbos, and that's why it is permitted. Says the Helik Gmar Says the Mishnah Now we're going. To, this, this mission is going to talk about different forms of force feeding an animal and whether it's permitted on Shabbos. Now, what exactly the Shila in our mission is? Why would it be permitted? Why would it be also? a Few different interesting. We're Mishnah. We take a look at the Rambam. The Rambam writes on Shabbos that it's prohibited because it's xay. We're afraid if you're going to try to force feed the animal on Shabbos, you to have to crush up the food very well, and could be an issue of terak on Shabbos. We take a look at the Shita Laran the Meuchas L'Aran suggests that's an Isser of, of the Dachael, and again, we've spoken this out before, again, another Raya, the issue of the is nothing to do with Malacha, because over here, we're not talking about any Malacha, but again, it's also because of the which is a separate category. If you take a look at the Meiri, the Meiri suggests it's also because of Tirecha Yesaira. Again, it makes a lot of sense the way the Meiri is suggesting it, that it's a follow-up to the mission before, which was prohibited because of Tircha Yisir. So it says in the mission. Ain, Ibsen, Esagama, Vloydarsen, Alachas, you're not allowed to, to be, the, do Ibsen, which the Gmar is going to define each one of these things, but Ibsen, Rashi over says, is to feed it a tremendous amount of food on Shabbos, you stuff it down and throat, the Gemara is going to define exactly Vloydarsen, Avamalitin, you're allowed to do Mahalatta. Well, Sinigmar, what's the difference? The Ain, Mamir Sagalam, you're not allowed to do the same thing to the calves, Avamalitin, you're allowed to do halato, which we'll see the Gmar, what this is, Mahatta, and Tarnagalim, and again, you're allowed to do a certain form of feeding. To the chickens. The person says, "You're allowed to put the water in the brand of like. You're allowed to mix an issue of lush. You're allowed to put water in front of in front of bees. You're allowed to put water in front of pigeons that are in a cove. You're allowed to put them in front of chickens and goats. And you're allowed to put them in front of pigeons which are domesticated, which live in your house. Again, we're going to talk about possibly a difference between wild animals and animals next to or animals that can not survive without the food you're giving them. So let's see what does what does mean to be and." Animal, I'm It means you're not allowed to stuff so much food down that you it's as if you're making a trough in the animal's stomach. You're stuffing so much food down. Is there a case where you're talking stuffing so much food down that it looks like there's a trough in the animal's stomach? Yes, I saw a certain Arab who stuffed down an entire core of food down the animal's throat, and it also was carrying another core. the animal was carrying another core that it was going to eat. So you see that a person could take a stuff an animal a tremendous amount. What's the difference between Hamara and Alata? The mission said there's two different types of force feedings. What's the difference? Says, Rabbi Yehuda, Hamra is when a person stuffs the food, In a place where the animal can't spit it up. And a lot is a place where you don't stick it so far down, the animal can still push it back up. Both cases we're talking about where a person force feeds it in a way that the animal can't spit it up. the difference just is, are you using a cleat to force feed her, or are you using your hands. <laughs> the Master of Yasef. Yasef We have which says, You're allowed to be malkin." describe what these two things are. Every now allowed to do these things for the pigeon. that's the y'all do." So says, Mahal-kittin, umay, Mahal-kittin. What's the difference between the two things? you're going I mean, to tell me you feeding with your hands, and means you it the food in front of the animal. you mean to tell me the you you not even throwing food in front of these pigeons on Shabbos. What are we going to tell me? means, that you're it, means, that you're it, means that you feed it in a way that it can't be chayz. You push it all the way down the animal's throat. means you feed it to the animal in a way that the animal could still split up. So it says the Gemara must be that Hamra is with the cleat, and it's a, it's a disproof to Yehudah, I meaning Yehudah wants to suggest that the difference between Hamara and Halata was whether you did it in a way that the animal could be Mach's to the food or not. But it says the Gemara, the, 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 that the terms can't mean that, because the Gemara is saying now that the terms to be Malkit and Mahalkitin, the that the difference between these two things is whether it's a place that the animal could be Chayzer or not. So that sounds like that the difference that Hamara and Halata mean something else. The difference between Amara and Alata is whether you're doing it with the clear or not. It Really, means you're feeding the animal with your hands, and that's the difference between these two terms. That Mahakitin means you're just throwing the food in front of the animal. Why are you not to throw food in front of these animals? So he, what's the shot? So it says, I'll give you the reason. Because you're not allowed to feed animals. If you're, bichlal, you have no responsibility for these animals. They're not domesticated, they're not your pets. Therefore, you're not allowed to even throw food in front of them. And that's why it's prohibited to even just throw food in front of these pigeons. That's why it's us. So you're i to put food in front of a dog, put food in front of a it just depends are you obligated to feed these animals or not so therefore that's what he we is suggesting so to view. you're not to even throw food in front of these pigeons because you're not to feed them on Shabbos again again are you allowed to throw the food in front of the animals or not interesting discussion but again if it's something, if an animal is not your pet it's not that's something you're allowed to feed on Shabbos I'll bring a proof to this concept that a person only allowed f- a person's only allowed to feed animals that he's responsible for because our says you're allowed to put water in front of certain animals, not others. What's the difference? The difference is whether they're your pets or not, whether they're domesticated or not. It says the no, that's My feel sorry, I so why the mission specifically speak about water? It should have spoken all types of food. Ella, no difference is that water. It's very common. It's very easy for an animal to get it in the swamp, and that's why you're not allowed to feed it to those other types of animals because they could just. Get on their own. However, it could be that other types of food you would be able to you would be able to feed to the animals if they can't get it another way. So we have no raya whether there's a chelik between the animals that you're responsible for and animals you're not responsible for. Says right there, <speaking in Hebrew> the more writer. Torah should be eaten. A picture of the nasiya. Rabbi Yehuda Ashin that the entrance of the the house is the seen. My doctor said what's the says The pasuk says Yadayta. Now says says more Yadayak. Kalish brachu bekelev. Kalish brachu knows that the pasuk says Kalish brachu knows for the takes care of the poor people. What does that mean? Says more Kalish brachu knows that the dog. It doesn't have so much food, the figur shayakhi lay of therefore, i made in a way that the dog can be supported on its food, that its food lasts in the stomach for three days, because stomach, like we learned in the Mishnah, how long does the food stay in the dog's stomach? And it's gimulyamim may three days from when the animal eats it. So you see that the food stays in the dog's stomach for three days. Well, if it's a dog and birds and fish, to starve, the amount of time we take for the food to fall into the fire and burn much quicker amount of time. So again, Akai's bracha was very nice to the dogs, that they can last on their food. They can, be, their food is sufficient for them, for because it stays in their stomach for three days. Amr Amr Amrnu Na Shmamim No Erek Ar Le Mishne Umtelakaba <speaking> says Ravnu <in> Na Amrnu Na. We see from here that the Derech Eretz says. To throw your food to the dogs. How, how much do you throw to them? Only a, the amount of an ear. And then you should hit the dog because it doesn't follow you. Maybe you should give the dog a little bit of food. shouldn't give it too much. And after you give it food, you should make sure to chase away so it doesn't follow you. That's only when you're in, outside the city of a masr. But if you're in the city, you shouldn't, even, you shouldn't give it food. Because it's going down to following you. You don't want the dog to follow you. Papa. There's nothing which is poorer than the dog because it, it doesn't have so much food. And there's nothing richer than a pig because, again, the pig has its food wherever it goes because it eats the dirt. Therefore, the kelev doesn't have so much food. The chazir has a lot of food. If you take a look, it's a very important Miri over here. The Miri discusses this concept of giving food to an animal and describes also the Gemara. In the, in the beginning of the Shabbat, it spoke about giving food to a non-Jew. Again, an important Miri in regards to being nice, proper dark hearts, supporting other human beings, says the Helgi Gemara Tanya, Kavasay to Rav Yehuda, bring a raya to Rav Yehuda. The difference in Hamra and a lot of Eziyam Rav Eziyelata. Hamra, Hamavita. If Ikes says Pia Machin, Gershinu, Ma'am Basachas. That Hamra is where you for you put something in the in the animal's mouth, so it has to keep its mouth open, and you feed it you feed a mixture of bran and water. Basachas at the same time. And halota, what's halota? You, you feed the animal while the animal standing, and you give it to drink while it's still standing. And you, give it to, you give the food individually, you don't mix it together. And again, when the animal standing, it goes all the way down to a place where the food is not moxed. So right the difference between these two terms are whether you're feeding it to the animal in a place where it can be moxed it or not. Quick, as we saw today, the Gemara on the Aminav, down whether a person is allowed to use the sides of the tree or not. They're more concluded that you're, you're not allowed to use the sides of the tree, but you're allowed to use something which is leaning against the side of the tree. Then we saw the Mishnah Nehman spoke out whether you're allowed to make it easier for an animal to eat on Shabbos or you're allowed to create food for an animal on Shabbos. That we saw as Machlegis in the Gemara. And then we saw the Gemara on the Bays address the discussion of what type of forced feeding are you allowed to do to an animal on Shabbos or not. Again, we saw the Machlegis and what the issue would be on Shabbos. Again, interesting discussion. I went through exactly defining the different types of force feeding. It is interesting to note that Ramesh and Tshuva discussed the issue of Balachayim, not necessarily in regards to our Mishnah, but in general, force feeding animals. And you take a look at Ramesh in Ezra Chalik, Dalit, Siman Tadi Bays, where Ramesh suggests it could be that it's also to for it's also for Jews to create a situation where the animal is going to be making tzar, and it could be that there's an issue with making veal, and it's also get neg- to the discussion, contemporary discussion of making foie gras. Again, we have to keep in mind that unnecessary harm to an animal would be a possibility of tzar b'chaim, but anything which is a tzar adam could be as permitted. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, have a wonderful week.